2: Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by Currency. For all your equipment, financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, we are loaded up. Hope the bye weekend was restful and fun for you. As back at it, here comes Indiana for homecoming. What a weekend for 2 a.m., and plenty of NFL. We'll get to all of it. Jay Moore, blackshirt Husker, NFLer, big red wrap-up man. Jay Bird will be with us here in about twenty minutes. Get his take on the Nebraska football season to date and some of the changes moving forward. What lies ahead for homecoming this weekend? And then, Mr. Blackshirt Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie. Shortly after five, plenty of time for open phones for you as well. Can join us at four six six three seven seven six four six six three seven seven six eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. Can email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Can also uh, find and comment. We're streaming today on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook and Twitter. Also streaming live on the Hail Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Can follow us, Chris Schmidt, that's me, at Schmidt underscore radio, or Elijah Herbal at Herbal Essence. And uh, that's how you get in touch with us. So, no Nebraska football. Clemson and Wake was a great ball game. You saw Baylor and Dave Aranda do some work in Ames. KU and Lance Leipold is undefeated. That sets a showdown in Lawrence to, to stay undefeated with a uh, Iowa State team that's licking their wounds. And then there's Kansas State and Oklahoma. I want to start there because even though Nebraska was off this weekend, Nebraska, a topic of conversation. Night game, shootout, Oklahoma, Kansas State, right? Could OU be as good as advertised after waxing Nebraska on big noon kickoff? Well, they've struggled against Kansas State. What would Adrian do with his mulligan? Well, what he did is take a bow. Uh, cue up Madonna, circa 94, if you want. Underrated light rock song. Scowl at me. Go ahead. But Adrian took a bow. Oh, that's the song you're talking about. Yes. Uh, not, okay. not, not the other ones from 94 that have the parental advisory sticker. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were thinking of the other ones. <laughs>
0: I was thinking of the one... I'm I'm, I'm, the one that Weird Al Yankovic parodied into Like a Surgeon. Oh, you know, that that was that was in... I was like, that's a weird one to bring up. That was
2: in 84. (laughs) No, not that one. But it was kind of, well, dare I say the first time, you get a, a ranked road win at night, and Adrian pulled that off. And, of course, you had Husker Nation react. And, thank God, most of the reaction was positive thank god most of the reaction was supportive but then you're going to have the the frustrated nebraska fans which you have every right to be frustrated with this season and this era but i don't know that you, you you throw darts at a guy or talk him down i was happy for him i was so happy to see him smile i was happy to see him thrive in that moment and are you going to read in? Did you read in? Did you take away some, some silence? And that silence is dude that didn't get it done at Nebraska for a multitude of reasons. Got it done with a change of address in the same spot that he almost pulled off an upset win a year ago. And to me, it just speaks a lot about prep and coaching and timing you know Adrian was, was was a guy that last Saturday night looked like freshman Adrian mm. I mean, he looked fast and confident and you weren't able to rattle him and a big reason to that was K-State was ready they were good they were hungry I mean after getting whacked by Tulane and him getting called out after a bad quarterbacking performance he had a good bounce back and and right now he's healthy and he's got a defense and he's got special teams and he's got climbing down there. He has a lot of support. And I think it's fair to say, and we said it all along in his career, uh, you've got to take care of the football better. Yes, that's your job as quarterback. He didn't always do that, but he had a lot of things going on around him, i.e., from a management standpoint that's above his pay grade, That that just showed. You saw a difference in Kansas State and their program in those moments in a big game and then you just saw Nebraska never ever get over the hump during the Frost Era. Rarely. I mean, I'm not going to say they didn't have a handful of comeback wins or an impressive win but those seemed to, to dwindle after 2018. I think of the Michigan State game, right? I think of the Ohio State effort. But Adrian's best supporting cast was in 2018. You go to 2019, what do you have? You got a defense that's probably a year or two away, as it looked like. Uh, you have an offensive line that's not close to what 2018 was, and you didn't really have a running game. You had a running game that was reliant on a third-round slot receiver that left because he was being asked to run the football because you didn't have a running back. The Mo uh, the Washington experiment blew up. And then you had the quarterback controversy. You had constant injury, right? So I think I think he was able to play confident and he got coached up to be confident, heading into Norman last week by Kansas State. I think he had a little bit of looking over his shoulder in Lincoln. He had the McCaffrey experiment. And then you had a guy always playing with injury that would miss time and try and gut it out to help the team. And, and it's hard to play your best when you're dinged or you have a busted jaw or you need shoulder surgery or your knees jacked. And uh, the long and short, as I ramble, is good for Adrian, and I hope you as a Nebraska fan feel the same way. I'm not going to tell you how to feel, but I'm just saying, as a guy who put it all out there for you, the fan, For four years,
0: it was good to see him finally exercise a deep. And uh, Adrian actually spoke post-game, a post-game interview, uh, about what led to his success and and why Kansas State just has has seemed to have Oklahoma's state, uh, sorry, Oklahoma's uh, number over the past couple years. I think that's three wins in four years. So here's Adrian post-game talking about the win. You know, I, I can only speak to our program, and, you know, I'm, I'm really proud to be a Wildcat. I think our culture is special. I think Coach Kleiman and um, just the stuff we're building here, um, it's different. You know, I think we come and play with an edge every game.
2: That says a lot, and it's not shooting arrows. It's not throwing anyone under the bus. It's just different, and it's really good for them to go pull that off. Now, and I, there, there's a swagger and confidence, too, that you have with with K-State, because they, they have OU's number, three out of four. Shouldn't, based on recruiting rankings, they have, I think K-State has, you know, a handful of three stars, but back to the old development program, OU's loaded with four and five stars, even after uh, Lincoln-Riley rated them, OU's not supposed to lose that game, they may get scared in that game, but if you're a betting man, I was kind of curious because of K-State's history. You were getting twelve and a half in Kansas State, and you go win outright. That's impressive. And, and maybe some of you are, are, are over it. You've moved on. It's so what? It's Adrian. He's not here. Goodbye. Tot- that's fine. Totally get it. But that was one of the bigger wow wins of the weekend. It was
0: one of your own that did it. It was that feeling after the game of what could have been. That, that's the feeling I had whenever you, you Or, sit or there. why wasn't it? Yeah, and, and it kind of sinks in that this is not a guy who was cursed in crunch time. It felt like he was cursed in crunch time, but there was a lot of factors out of his control that led him to play poorly in, in crunch time. And I don't want to sit here and put it all on the coaching staff because there were mistakes that Adrian made mm-hmm. um, from trying to do too much. Maybe it's a guy who, who thought he had to do too much because of the talent that was surrounding him. I, I don't want to get too far into that, but it was just that feeling post-game of, man what could have been with Adrian at Nebraska, the talent that you saw his freshman year, the talent you saw on Saturday night made you go. They didn't miss. They had the right guy made you go. This felt like a guy that has the talent that if you you place the right pieces around him, he could have led Nebraska to a a big 10 West Island from pieces around him. I, I go everywhere from offensive line, uh, and all, night, all the talent you're teams. giving the ball to. Defense, special teams, coaching staff, play calling, all that. If you had the right pieces around him, Saturday night showed me this is a guy that you could have built a winning football team around. And I think that's what, what sticks with Husker fans and why no one's mad about Adrian. Because I think Saturday night was, was the, the proof that, you know what, his struggles at Nebraska didn't all fall on him. Some of them did, but they didn't all fall on him. And he took some arrows that he didn't necessarily deserve during his time.
2: Dude, he took a lot. And... I'll say this: When you look at Adrian Martinez, i I can't jump into his mind, and it's been a while since we've interviewed him, like pre Boulder twenty nineteen. But think of, well, I got to go get this done. it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna get done unless I get it done. Think about that mentality, because. S- special teams didn't get a stop and there's a kick return to take momentum back or defensively they didn't get a stop or didn't get a takeaway or man i just turned the football over now 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 we're down seven i gotta go make make a you know a two touchdown touchdown pass here right how many times did dude play with the lead <laughs> rarely and and he's always it felt like he's always chasing or pressing and 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 that was some of those worries were able to be put on hold, or at least there was more of a trust factor where he was at Saturday night. You hear coaches always talk about, you know, trust the process, trust the guy next to you. Uh, Easier said than done. I don't know how much trust there was or – Was he just directed to go get it done? Uh, Nate chimes in here uh, on the stream. Mismanagement of his time at Nebraska on full display. It's just a shame. Uh, It's just a shame is this good, and he looked great. I'm happy for him, sad to see what Frost missed with him. Well, I think he identified the right guy. He just didn't have enough pieces around him, or he didn't always deliver. Who's with us on the horn? Got Chris on the horn. Chris, thanks for calling. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead.
3: Hey guys, great show. But the the, the pity party for for Mr. Martinez is, is goofy. He had tons of talent around him. Robinson for a couple of years. Spielman, offensive lineman, who's playing in the NFL now. Um, what's his bucket last year? Uh, that came in from Montana or whatever, and got a thousand yards.
2: So, are are you telling me that forty percent of his dropbacks last year was just him holding to the ball too long?
3: A lot of it, and there's a lot that go. I mean, don't forget they were talking about replacing Adrian before this game against Oklahoma because he played so heavily or less yeah. the first three games. So, you know, uh, he just he was able to finish this one. And good for good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. But there's a lot that goes in. You know, if he doesn't know how to 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 read the protections and stuff like that. And if he's not getting rid of the ball, uh, when he should be, I mean, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it. A lot of those linemen are in the NFL and are going to probably get an NFL pension. So, um, you know, he is the most important person on the offense. A lot comes with that. I, Chris, I, I Nebraska, dis- I disagree. I dis-
2: Chris, I disagree that he had throughout his career at Nebraska the supporting cast specifically in the run game. He had that he had that Saturday night at K State. He had that at Nebraska with Divino Zigbo. But post,
3: yeah, I mean, post, I don't you know. We didn't have know. coaching to develop players. That's, and that's, that's what we have to get is coaching to develop players. Adrian didn't develop. And, you know, let's wait and see another couple weeks if he's uh,
2: – One game wonder know. or not. Yes,
3: yeah. exactly. And, and I hope he's not, but we'll see. Chris,
2: appreciate the phone call. Thanks for dialing
0: up. Well, one, one thing I'll say is just look at the amount of talent around Adrian that made it on all Big Ten teams. Voted on by media, voted on by coaches – Last year, I'm pretty sure offensively, he had zero. Excuse me. Austin Allen made second team. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah, One guy. That was all Big Ten last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did Hymas make anything? I don't think so. I can Jer- yeah, that. Juergens. Juergens made Oh, Juergens something. was third team. Was he coaches or was he media? Might have been coaches. But that was it there. Uh, two years ago, the COVID year, I know it was zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three years ago, let's go back to 2019. I got it pulled up here. Uh, you got... I mean, like Spielman was a shadow nobody. of himself in 2019. You had zero All-Big Ten selections in 2019. And then back in 2018, his first season, uh, you had Stanley Morgan, who was second team with coaches and media, and then Spielman, who was third team with coaches and media. But that is it from 2018. So during his entire career at Nebraska, he had four teammates offensively make All-Big Ten teams, which if you look around the the other teams in the Big Ten, the teams that compete, Two to four, three. four players in four seasons would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're getting two to three per season. So yeah. th- that, that's where my argument comes from. He didn't have enough talent around him. Sure, you had one guy on the offense last year who's going to go make himself an NFL career. Awesome. You can't win with one other guy.
2: Now What what do the, uh, the O-lines look like? And, and Juergens and Hymas, but really not at the same strength together. And you had a lot of young O-linemen around you last year. You know the what what could have been or why wasn't it right? We'll take more of your calls. We'll hear from Jay Moore uh, coming up here on Hale Varsity Radio. Charlie McBride also spend some time with us as well. And are we going to take this call? Yeah, let's quickly get to Tom. He's got one okay. quick thought. Tom, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Tom, uh, go he ahead, but
3: yeah, three cheers for Adrian. He, uh, the offensive line he had Saturday night was hands down better than anything he's ever had here, which is kind of a shame. And shout out to our our superstar fan, Bashan Vershawn Jackson. bashan has been...
2: Appreciate that phone call. Numbers to get in at 466-3776-800-825-5865. Hail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. <laughs> like what you hear? High quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity radio show podcast, $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for ten dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com/slash/subscribe. Promo code GBR.
1: And now, and now back to
2: Hail Varsity Radio. Back into it. It's Hail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. We say hi to Blackshirt Oscar. NFL or co-host of Big Red Wrap-Up. You watch him on Nebraska Public Media Tuesday nights. Jay Moore with us. Jay Bird, uh, we rewind, and last time we talked, partner, it was uh, all before we headed to the land of Guinness and uh, Green Mountains. And now we fast forward to the bye week that's over. Nebraska sits one and three. A, how have you been? B, could you imagine this start for Nebraska.
4: A, I am uh, happy to, you know, finally chat with you guys. It's been a minute, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm good. Everything's good. But uh, B, uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't think anyone, you know, foresaw what was coming. I, I think, you know, people, you know, <sighs> we're fine with three and one at, up to this point. You know, you win your first three games, you lose to a really good Oklahoma team, and you get to a bye week, and you say, okay, how, how can you, you know, win the next, you know, these next four games because they're obviously you look back pre Northwestern, you know, this was, this was the, the, the easiest part of your schedule, you know, and I say easiest, I mean, it's, it's just the most winnable, you know, it's the four most winnable games, you know, you have a schedule for, for this part of the season and for the rest of the season. So for them to go be one and three, and then obviously just the, just the dumpster fire of what we've, what we've been through, you know, with firing of Scott, firing of Janander, and into now, you know, it's, it's it's really it's hard to it's hard to kind of project right what what the rest of the season is going to look like. I think it's just going to be a week by week basis, in my opinion. I'm really excited to see what these guys, what the you know the attitude, effort level, so you know those sort of things are going to look like after a bye week. I, I really hope you know Mickey Joseph, you know you're I hope he you know found out who wants to be here and who wants to play and who wants to get better and and you know and and kind of separate the from you know those guys from okay who's happy just. Being on the team and saying, "Hey, I I like being a part of the Nebraska football team," but I'm really not too concerned with my, you know, getting better or making other people better, Mm -hmm. you know, because that does come down to it too. Because there are a lot of guys that you know play scout team that, you know, are just trying to make it through instead of you know trying to make other people better as well. So I I hope they kind of figured that out, you know, this last week, and I guess we'll we'll see here in in a few days when Indiana comes to town.
2: Jay Moore is with us, Hail Varsity Radio, Jay. With the defense, you know Bushy pretty well. Uh, playing for him, what can he do to this defense? Second part, how? How I want to say bad, but how? How good? I guess. Let me flip it around. How? Where can this defense go? I mean, they're 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 last in the league.
4: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's. Uh, I don't. I don't know how. I mean, it can't get any worse. Right, I mean they are. They can't. Uh, they can't tackle. They're. They're not physical. They can't cover anyone. So, I, in my opinion, it's just. I think Jay Foreman said it best. I mean, he was on bigger wrap up with us last week. Um, you got to fine tune everything. Just figure out what everyone does really well. What does Ty Robinson do well? What does Garrett Nelson do well? What does Hendricks do well? What does Reimers do well? What does Farmer do well? What does Newsom do well? Find what everyone does really, really well, and develop a defense around that. Now, that's a lot easier said than done because there's obviously there's some things, you know, you don't, you you can never call a perfect. There's never a perfect defense. I mean, there's always a weakness to a deep uh, a defense. You know, you just you just hope you can rally and, and make a play, you know, for a four or five yard gain, or they, you know, they incomplete a pass or whatever it is, or you know, you have a guy up and make a make a play when they do try to attack the weakness of the defense. So, I, I hope they just you know, they recognize that they try to fine tune it. You know, take out the gray area, make things black and white. Okay, this is what we want. This is how it's going to be done. And if you're not going to do it, then you're not going to play. You know, there's 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 no more. You know, I I mean, I don't know the the depth. I don't. We haven't seen a whole lot of you know other other guys play, and I'm wondering to see if there's, you know, there there are some guys that kind of stepped up here in the bye week that said, hey, you know, give me a shot because. Obviously, who's been playing so far? You know, they haven't been getting the job done. Period. So I think that's that's where you can kind of go and and look at it. But I think you know, Bill will bring some energy, bring bring a new voice. You know, I, he spent some time around Dave Aranda, so maybe he can, you know, channel channel that. You know, some ideas. Just something. It's just. I mean, it's it's tough. You're not you're not going to make wholesale changes in a matter of a week. You know, I, where I think they're going to, you know, what you can do in a bye week is okay. Let's. Let's look at how we are doing things. Okay, let's fine tune that. Let's make our techniques better. Let's just let's make you know we're going to practice more physical. We're not going to practice really long, but we're going to get after it in a, in in a, you know in a short period of time. So you know, hey, we're going to defensive line. We are doing we are working hand placement, pad level, you know, footwork, getting off of blocks, rushing the passer. These are what we're, we're doing. Linebackers, you know, we are we are buttoning press and pressing guards and. And tackles, they come up with us. We're getting off blocks, you know, and, and we're working on tackling, and so on and so forth. As you go online. line, this is this is what it's going to be, and this is this is the non-negotiables. This is what's, you know. This is what's going to be week in and week out for the next eight weeks. So, just fine-tune everything. And like I said, it's not an easy task. It's they they are the defense is a sieve right now. So, like, like I said, practicing more physical fine-tuning what what you want these guys to do, identifying what they're able to do well, and try to just kind of mold that in together with anything you can and and see how it shakes out, you know, against Indiana in, in, <laughs> in the rest of the season just to make this, this season somewhat uh, respectable.
0: Jay, you started off that answer by saying what well, is sometimes famous last words, it can't get any worse, but statistically – I mean, you might be right. Nebraska, 127th in the nation out of 131 FBS teams in total defense. That's 514 yards per game. And as you said, it's not all going to get better in one week. So what can the offense do to take a little pressure off the defense's plate on Saturday?
4: Yeah, you might see, I think Mickey might have already alluded to this, you know, slow down a little bit. You know, you're probably not going to see a whole lot, um, a bunch more tempo going forward. I mean, that just puts your your defense in the bind, especially if, uh, you know, they've been on the field for, you know, six, seven, eight play drive, and all of a sudden, offense goes three and out in a matter of 30 seconds, and then they're back on the field. I mean, you got to be able to slow the game down. If you know, I mean, that's, you got to be able to, you got to be able to work hand in hand. You know, if you know your defense is struggling, you can't go tempo. I think we saw that. I think, you know, Frost talked about that a lot first year. You know, they didn't go super fast because he didn't think the defense was ready for it. And, uh, and then, you know, over the next couple years, you know, defense got better and better. But, you know, this year <laughs> that's that's not the case. So I think you'll just – you'll see it slow it down. You know, you'll see them run the ball a little more. And it would be interesting to see, you know, over the bye week if they're going to start implementing a little more QB run run game. You do get a little plus one in the mathematics of it all, you know. And I, I like that uh, ability to do that when you do struggle up front blocking. and just keeps the defense a little honest. So I'd, it'd be interesting to see if, you know, you might see a little more Logan Smothers you know, into the into the offense, or Casey Thompson's going to be doing more of that, or even, you know, a, a Trevor Purdy, as we saw towards the second half of the Oklahoma game, you know, instituting a little more QB run game, just to get to that plus one and, and uh, you know, keep the defense a little more honest and keep, you know, some longer sustained drives and keep that, keep that defense off the field. And, and, you know, hopefully they can gain some confidence by getting some stops. But I think just slowing things down a little bit will help that defense in the long run.
2: Jay Moore's with us, Big Red Wrap-Up, Hail Varsity Radio. Jay, uh, a thought with the coaching opening, interim is Mickey's tag, interim is is Bushy's tag, and uh, that's where things go, and you have a chance to make your case with eight games left. That said, it's a national search by Trev. Who are some guys you like? There's been a thousand names out there, but who are a couple that trip your trigger?
4: Yeah, I think my 1A. Is, is Dave Aranda? I like what he's about. I like what you know, what he's done. You, you get, he's been in the Big Ten. You know, he's been at LSU, had success at LSU. You know, he's had success, obviously at Baylor. I, just, I like his mentality. You know, he's 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 able to you know just defensively. I like having a defensive-minded coach at Nebraska. I think that just just suits us better in Big Ten play, in my opinion. You know, we need to, you know, just. <laughs> Stop peeping! You can win games. You need to win games. You know, forty-two to thirty-eight in this conference. You can win a lot of football games, twenty-one seventeen to you know, or like thirteen ten or whatever it may be. So I like that. I do like Matt Campbell. I like him a lot. Um, I think Lance Leipold. I mean, he's he's an option. He's not my the most favorite one. I think he's you know he obviously having Nebraska ties. I think there's something to that, and obviously. How he has built programs in the past is, is, is very noticeable, and and I won't take it that lightly. I just don't know if he's just. I think you just need a guy that is 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 very very proven. Uh, you know, and that's not that's not to take anything away from from Lance. I think what he's done at you know Kansas so far this year is he's they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, their offense is great, but their defense isn't stopping anyone either. That that concerns me a little bit. That's exactly what you know. Frost was doing at UCF. Their offense is doing everything, but their defense couldn't stop anyone. They just they just happen to score, you know, a couple more touchdowns. You know, won a lot of football games, forty-five to, you know, forty. Um, obviously, there's some other ones. I think you know the. I don't know if the the Matt Rule from Carolina is getting much, you know, much, uh, much love. I think there's a, there's an opportunity there, and obviously Urban Meyer. I think you, there's. I'm a little torn on both sides you know on that one but there's there's plenty of options out there and nebraska definitely has has the bank accounts to to make to get people's attention and, and make them think about it you know i think all those all those guys will every everyone they're going to talk to you know they're gonna they're gonna come there with a with a blank check and say hey what is what what is they going to take look at these uh you know 160 million dollar facility we have uh scheduled to open this summer you know so on and so forth and uh and We'll we'll see how it shakes out, but I think you know. I think Aranda, you know Matt Campbell, you know, are probably my in my top two. I would mm-hmm. say so far.
2: Did you cross much with with Lance when he was at Nebraska?
4: Yeah, yeah, he was. I can't remember what his title was. It was GA or something. You know, my, yeah, it was that, or like he might have, you know because I can't even remember. He was even like director of football ops for Soul. It's like an oath. O two O three, mm-hmm. around those lines or something. He was, I don't think he was much more. Uh, he, I don't think he was in a huge coaching role to be honest. I think he was here. I want to say he was more of an, a, in a, an operations type mm-hmm. deal. But uh, obviously the guy was was really not knowledgeable and, um, and super smart in what he's what he's doing, in um, in taking Kansas to where they are. I mean they've beaten you know, went to West Virginia and won, and went to Houston and won, and then took care of Duke and you know Duke's not a Half, you know, half bad uh, football team. They beat Northwestern already this year, so you know, I he has my attention. He does have my attention. I just, I kind of want more of a a defense, a defensive minded guy. I think fits fits in the Big Ten very, very well. And that that would be, you know, that's that's a Dave Aranda. I'm pretty sure Matt Campbell's a defensive guy as well. So to be inter- interesting, how it shakes out, all the rumors, everything like that. But you know, I just, I hope Nebraska just can somehow. I don't know. They can make a bowl game this year. <laughs> can they find five more wins? I don't know. That seems uh, that seems uh, further and further away from the discussion as the years go on. But, you know, crazier things have happened.
1: And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio.
0: Jay Moore is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Jay... Any under-the-radar names that that you have your eye on for this Husker coaching spot? I mean, there's Husker fans out there that that want Mickey, and I'm not calling that under-the-radar, but it may be a little bit more unlikely based on where this team is at right now and what he would have to do. So maybe you can include uh, him in there. But uh, I've heard some Husker fans watching that performance uh, from Wake Forest on Saturday against Clemson saying maybe Clausen would be a good fit at Nebraska. Are there any under-the-radar guys that you look at and you think are a good fit?
4: I don't. I I just think that we're at a position right now where I I need and I don't even mean I don't even think Campbell's you know a surefire guarantee. He's just you know he's done great things at Iowa State. I just I'm t- I'm talking. We need someone that has done you know has been a part of great teams, knows how to win, and and it has a proven track record of, of doing that. I just, I, my. Uh, my finger, my you know, my pulse and everything is. I, I don't have anyone that's, you know under the radar. I know I can't think of the guy at NC State. You know, he's on. I'm playing with Rewo- Doran. Yeah, that's that's a guy that okay maybe, but I just you know I want to. Here's I mean, my biggest thing is okay, a guy that can coach, and that's what I tell a lot of people. I need, I want a guy that comes in here where he does not be get you know. You know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, with with the pageantry of being at Nebraska. You know, Nebraska. I mean, the pageantry is great. The fan base is awesome. You're the only show in town, but also it can be a deterrent because you get caught up in a lot of stuff. People want to be a part. You know, want to bring you out to this. Come, come, do this. Come play golf here. People, successful people in the state, want to be a part of. You know, they want the head football coach and the head basketball coach around them, if, if possible. And you know, hey, let's let's take this private jet here to go fishing, go golfing. I want a guy here that can just completely remove himself, and all he wants to do is win football games.
0: So, so Sabin, he, wa- he
4: just wants to. Say again. <laughs> <laughs> so, that yeah, that's 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 one of my main things. Is like, okay, because um, I think that's been part of the problem with with Scott is he had a hard time saying no to those things. And and I, you know, and I would too. But I'm also not trying to be a head football coach. You know, so I, I want a guy that's just so engrossed, you know, in making this football team better, and he's not going to get caught up in all that stuff, in the politics, and all on all those things. he can say no, and all he's all he wants to do is just, you know, grind, 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 get better, recruit, develop, you know, leave no stone unturned to get this program back to where it should be. Um, so if that's Dave Aranda, Gray if that's Matt Campbell awesome if that's Dave Doran Gray if that's Lance Leifold, uh you know so be it i just so that's just kind of where i am i just want a guy that's 100% football and 100 you know in 100% you know trying to get better and you know nothing else is going to get in the way of doing that the old junior
2: high pe teacher right i mean just give me a whistle give me some bike shorts and let's go practice football Right. Keep practicing football. Jay Moore is with us. Big red wrap up. Jay, last thought, reaction to Adrian Martinez, his coming out party in the Big 12. What a ball game for for Adrian, man. It was so much fun to watch him thrive down in Norman.
4: Yeah, that was, uh, I watched the whole game. That was fun to watch. You know, we've we've, uh, been fortunate enough to see some of those games from him. You know, and then unfortunately enough, not to see as many wins like that. You know, but just to see him execute, you know, take care of the football, make some big time throws, scramble, you know, and then you know, I'd, and just have a chance to to win a game like that because <laughs> we there were so many games where Adrian would perform so well. You know, I think it was the back to the Michigan game last mm-hmm. last year. You know, he performed so well and has that fumble late in the game when you know you're down by three, driving to score. You know, and that was going through my head. You know, watching that game, I was you know I was thinking, okay, we uh, we've seen this Adrian before, but we've also seen somehow he stubs his toe, or he you know he makes a he makes just a little bit of a sloppy mistake that cost him a you know the a chance to win a football game. and He didn't do that, so it was, it's fun to see. It was fun to see um, you know a good game plan put together by by uh, climbing at K State, and and obviously K State has o, OU's number. I right? mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what is that they've won three out of the last four. Three games. Out of the four, yeah, yeah. So that's. That's pretty impressive, but it's fun. it was uh, happy for him Abs- uh, happy that he could go down there and and get a win after what he's you know been through here and i'm I know some people were were upset that he left but uh happy that he you know finally got some success and you know the kids worked hard the kids worked hard and he was put in the time and he just you know needed to change the scenery and happy that he could go down there and, and get it and, and get a win and and uh you know other than the two lane loss last week you know k state is is going to be with with Deuce Vaughn, that's that's he's he's, he's the real deal. So having that one two combo back there, that they're going to be K State's going to be tough to defend, I imagine all year long.
2: Do you think his performance yesterday was more about what K State did for him, or was it commentary on what was around him at Nebraska? I ask that because our old buddy Brock Eward's like I wonder what Coach Frost and Mario Verduzco were thinking right now, right after that run.
4: Yeah. What? Everything, everything we saw we that the Adrian did well, he did really well here at Nebraska. It just we didn't win football games. You know, he, there would be uh you know, he would go off on a run, a scramble, and he would get hit and fumble it. Or he would, you know, make a bad throw, an errant throw, or a, a ball would get tipped and, it, and the, the defense would intercept it. Or, you know, the defense couldn't get a stop when they needed to get a stop. We've seen though, that – we've seen that that play out of him before, it just it just never really equaled a win. You know, we, we've seen good play from him, and and, and it, there have been wins, but, you know, unfortunately it was against, you know, a lesser of opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the, the big games, whether it was at Oklahoma last year, at, you know, where Michigan came here last year, you just all those close losses we've had against really good opponents. You know, he's played very well at times. He just always you always had that one – you know, whoops, that once, you know, mess up that that interception, that fumble that, you know, just threw a total damper on how he played. You know, he could the guy could go for, you know, could be twenty five of thirty for, you know, two eighty five and, and ran it, you know, twelve times for one oh two, but he had two turn, two turnovers. Yeah. You know, he had a fumble interception that, you know, cost cost drives or, or interceptions in the red zone or turnovers in the red zone. So things like that just just you know always hampered them here otherwise you know it wasn't nothing like earth shattering i thought you know that uh, we've seen them make those plays time in and time out at nebraska just never equaled wins so whether you want to you can chalk it up to you know coaching or getting your team prepared the right way and i do think coaching matters and you saw it in that game but uh yeah it was nothing i i, did, I didn't see anything any different than uh, than what i saw at nebraska with adrian it just it just they won and we don't, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that in a long time against a against a not only a top ten opponent, but just on the road against mm-hmm. a ranked opponent.
2: Jay Moore's with us. Jay, enjoy Big Red Rapid this week. We'll get in touch soon, bud. Yep, you got it. Thanks, boys. Got to love Jay Moore with us. Good to spend time with him. Uh, Reminder about your friends at Red Zone Tickets, selling fun since 2001. Do you have a a game you want to get to? You want to go check out Nebraska, Indiana? How about Husker Volleyball? Uh, Red Zone Tickets buys and sells tickets for all types of events. That's Husker football, Husker volleyball, NFL action. Creighton Hoops, Concerts, Theaters, CWS, and uh, RedZoneTickets.com, where you log on. They are local. They are from Omaha, and that local source, an A plus Better Business Bureau rating. For uh, those memories you want to create, checking off the bucket list, one place to go, RedZoneTickets.com. And now, and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Charlie McBride, Mr. Black Shirt, an hour away. Or hold on, slap me. 10, Ten minutes away from Uncle Charlie. Then open phones till six for you. Hail Bar City is presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Some emails to get to on Adrian. We'll uh, change that up a little bit, but plenty of reaction from Nebraska fans. With one night in Norman, Adrian able to knock off uh, number 6 Oklahoma. Who's with us on the horn? We've got Tad in California with us. Tad hanging out in California. Tad, what part of California, bud?
5: Uh, We're out here in Southern California, just outside Santa Cruz, about 28 miles outside of Los Angeles. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. Uh, We're having some of your weather here today.
5: Okay, well, that's the only thing good about California now, the weather. But listen, I just wanted to say this, that uh, our coach right now, Mickey Joseph, is our man. We need to keep him. We need to do nothing other than to go out and get five or six or three, whatever it may be, of awesome recruiters and awesome coaches, and we just start from the ground up. We bring back the option we got the quarterbacks for that, and we go out and we start pounding the football game because we do not have the defense that's going to do anything to stop anybody. And the more that we can take time off that clock and pound the football is what we're going to do. And I think wholeheartedly that uh, he's going to start recruiting those guys. He's going to get those corn-fed boys back out there. And we're going to bring that football program back. But I think Joseph is the man.
2: Tad, appreciate uh, you taking time to call us from sunny SoCal. And, yeah, it's going to be a line of scrimmage adjustment for Nebraska moving forward if they want to crawl up off the mat for sure. Amen. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Good to hear from Tad in uh, sunny southern california outside santa cruz i've been to santa cruz actually i've been to la santa cruz has a great boardwalk. a lot of years ago a lot of years ago so this is an email uh, from sean as he deems it somewhere in franklin county somewhere in a soybean field (laughs) so sean thanks for what you do uh farming i mean that harvest season right now absolutely busy time but um Sean goes on to say this. Can send your emails too. We're taking, and we'll get to all your emails and phone calls on Adrian. So he says, Good afternoon. I hate to be rude, but it's my opinion Frost and the little violin player ruined Adrian. It's good to see Adrian move on and become the player he was always capable of becoming. He just needed a fresh start and some good coaching. That was from Sean in a soybean field in Franklin
0: County. Good take. And I think that the best part the I like little violin take, player. But the, the best part of that take is the fact that he did separate what we saw from Adrian, at Nebraska, from what we saw on Saturday from from Adrian at Kansas State. It, is that is a player that has made strides? It's a player who's changed. It's, it's not the same guy. It's not that same Nebraska quarterback going out there taking the field for Kansas State and beating Oklahoma. He's made strides. I think that's a that is an important part of the game on Saturday that, that needs to be taken into account for. I like that email.
2: Oh, I think I think it's right on. Uh, we'll dive into what we saw and uh, what you were able to separate. And, you know, we're out at, at Baseball Sunday for, for Fall Ball for Junior, and that's all the parents wanted to talk about, man. Like, the whole world, the whole state didn't have Nebraska football, but they had a former Husker doing his thing against a hated rival that just puts you out like a Marlboro Red
0: the weekend before coach McBride's next it's Tower two with Hale of city each year approximately 5,000 children are diagnosed with brain cancer of those children nearly 30 percent will not survive and many of those that do are left with debilitating side effects for life we're asking you to help by tuning in to the 10th annual team jack foundation radiothon presented by the home agency on september 29th become a champion for a cure for just 20 dollars a month visit teamjackfoundation.org to learn more
2: Back with you, it's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. So we'll hear more on Adrian Martinez v. Oklahoma. Uh, more of you chiming in via email, via... Streamyard and yes the the phone calls will continue. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt. A Monday with Charlie. We say hi to coach McBride. Coach, is it 75 and beautiful where you're at? No. <laughs> no.
6: No, it's it's very windy, probably about 60 and and I I I keep my car back in a in a person's garage, he's a near neighbor. And uh, as I got out, it's just straight down pouring rain. So I didn't change; i still soaked.
2: <laughs> Man, so you are uh, you're wet, you're uh, windy, and I'm telling you how nice it is in Nebraska during fall. For, forgive me, well, dry off, <laughs> dry off, and, and here we go. Are are you recharged? How'd the bye week treat you? Good. I had
6: a uh, I had a good week. Uh, I, I missed a uh, game, you know. I I, I hardly wa- I watched TV, but I didn't know who to watch. So oh. I kind of saw some of all the Big Ten schools, and uh, and of course I saw the game at night in Kansas State, and uh, I watched that. But uh, you know, other than that yeah it was a pretty calm weekend. My wife didn't even yell at me one time
2: <laughs> well there there is there is no Nebraska on, so you you're okay you're okay well <laughs> usually she,
6: usually she's saying what what are you yelling now for? Did they lose contain again?
2: Oh no <laughs> <laughs> well we'll uh we'll talk Nebraska, Indiana, in a moment, but you mentioned you saw oklahoma Kansas State. that's what a lot of Nebraska fans have been. Clamoring about because of of what Adrian did. What 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 do you think? What would you think of of, of K State's win in Norman? I mean, Oklahoma looked unbeatable just a week ago.
6: Well, I think he's changing the environment is number one, and you know when you talk about here uh, Nebraska, um, you know it's all if he was here and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, when something. If it went bad, it would have been. I'm glad he left, and I'm, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, who cares? But people have to realize that, 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 that we have we have another coach. We have we have we still have guys on the team that came in that I'm not sure everybody even knows. Everybody, and yeah. if you listen to all the Big Ten schools that are really winning, the kids played together for a long time. They love each other. They're playing hard together, and this and that. And I think our kids are trying hard. You know, there I, I wasn't real happy with toward the end of the game, but I'm gonna not forget about that, and, and I think it won't happen again. But I saw a few guys loafing and not doing their jobs, and but you know that's that's the things you 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 know people have to re, have to remember that and all these changes and all these things, you know, it just doesn't happen like oh everything's perfect now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's that's a tough deal they're going through.
2: It is tough, and, and I think you're right that environments such a – well, it helps determine success, right? It also helps determine uh, lack of success. And you have Nebraska fans, some – I think the majority I bumped into – were really happy for Adrian not to, to, to not to belabor the point because you know Nebraska's moved on without him and he's moved on without Nebraska but it was really cool to see because you saw so many glimpses but he looked like he looked like his old self coach
6: R- right he, he he did he looked like he was having a good time and and he had uh, you know a good bunch of guys around him and you know, that a lot of times those kids understand each other better than we, maybe we do sometimes, and what what people are going through, and I know he had a nice thing to say about about belts, and, you know, being his best friend, I saw a little deal he did on, and he said they were the, after the game, they were the first ones, uh, Brody and, and him talked, you know, uh, after the game, and he said he was my best friend at Nebraska, and you know, he—you can tell that he—he has—he—he's not—he's um, just—he did the right thing for himself, and—and mm-hmm. that's—that's kind of what when you get to be that age, that's what you do. You look at the quarterbacks, some of the quarterbacks in the NFL now that are top guys. A couple of them I think tra- transferred their senior year, and you know, now they're great players. So, who knows? <laughs>
2: Coach, what to ask you about uh, Nebraska now? The defense is trying to get mm-hmm. better. You have Bill Bush in charge. What what's some mm-hmm. what are some things you expect or anticipate from Bush or just what you see personnel-wise? What can Nebraska do to get better here moving forward?
6: Well, I think one of the, I I don't know exactly, you know, the learning a part of the of the defense before, but Bill will make things um, uh, e- uh, try to make things a lot easier uh, for the players because you can't you can't play if you don't know what you're doing and uh, and and that, he probably needs to start at the bottom almost and and work his way up. But um, you know he'll he can't put in more than they can handle. He won't change a lot. I mean he can't. Mm-hmm. you know he's he's familiar a little bit with what they've been doing and um you know i i don't think and i hope there aren't too many n- new new type of maybe new calls maybe some things that fit he may he may be more of a pressure guy uh than a lot of people have been used to um uh, uh that's one thing but he, the one thing he wants them to do is do things that won't you know, that won't hurt each other and hurt their team. And that's by making things simpler.
0: Charlie McBride is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. It's another Monday with Charlie. And coach, when you look at this defense, I asked a similar question to Jay Moore uh, back in hour one, and that's, this team is four away from being dead last in all of FBS football uh, in total defense for, per game. They're allowing over 500 yards. They're in 129th right now. And, and you talk about fundamentals, you talk about simplifying the defense, but just in terms of what you see on the field on Saturday from this team's athleticism and physicality, it, I mean, what kind of task? Does Bill Bush have in front of him in terms of trying to get these guys ready to go? Do you think it's an athleticism problem, or do you think it's a coaching problem? I guess is the heart of my question. <laughs>
6: well, I, I, right now, I, I, you know, by saying make things easier, I, I think pe- I think players a lot of times I didn't look like if they were gap responsible teams, which most of them are, and I'm assuming there is some responsibility there. Then, then we we were having some problems, and I know Bill's going to try to do something right th- right now to, to let guys know before the play even started. As far as the guys in the running game, you know who's got what gap and and so forth. And the other thing is, is we've got to get <clears throat> we've got to get off the ball on offense better, and we've got to be more consistent on defense. We've got to be able to separate, we've got to be able to find the quarterback. I used to tell the guys, you know, about getting off the ball. How do you want to get off the ball? I said one thing is is every play's a pass. Play play the run on the way to the quarterback. I mean, but you have to read the blocks. You have to read the blocking schemes. You have to learn <clears throat> learn what they are for that particular team. And that's that's why I think the outside backers, one of the things they have to learn are the angles of the the remaining back, yeah, the angles of the trap blocks by either a tight end coming in motion or a guard pulling. They have to know the angles that he's on to tell him whether it's a hook block or he's going to try to kick him out or he's going to turn up mm-hmm. and seal. And that <clears throat> makes a difference in how you play. So those things have to be repped in practice over and over and over again. And, I mean, you do it every week. No matter when you you know you think, well, they don't need any of that. Well, they do. Yeah. They need it. They need it so that one thing you want things to happen is it goes in their subconscious and they just do it. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. All of a sudden, kids look at the film. And I've had guys say, "God, I didn't even know I did that." And it, well. You've been working on it for two years. I think you ought to start knowing. You know, <laughs> he said, "You're just doing. You're now you're playing, and now you can go f- full speed and and not worry about anything." And the other thing is, don't it, you know you're going to make mistakes? Okay, go a million miles an hour making it. <laughs> you know, you'd be surprised how many guys filled the wrong gap but yet made the tackle. And I said, "Well, you got a minus." Well, coach, I made the tackle. Well, you got a t- you got a plus for that part of it. But you know, there, there's there's times when you know you're gonna make some things. You know, you can't go into a pout. Okay, mm-hmm. they just you do, you help the guy up. Next play, knock him back down again. But you know, you just have to keep a ment a mentality. Um, you know, it's just kind of a physical mentality um about everything. You have to especially each each side of the ball has to think while they're playing. They have to think of their angles they're taking in pursuit and and stuff like that. Now I saw some things last last week and and nobody would notice these on T V you're not playing. But guys coming down chasing. Uh I've seen some guys just loafing, wandering around loafing just so they looked like they were trying. They weren't but this whole thing is, is you've got, to, you've got to get to the ball. And one of the reasons is, what if he fumbles? And if you go back and look in the mirror the next day and you say, well, you know what, I really didn't try as hard as I could. Maybe if I was there, I could have gotten that fumble. Or I could have blocked for that interception. Or I could have done, you know, something to help at play make it better. And uh, so those those are the things that have, they have to bring up and have to, you know, let players know about. And they're responsible for each other. They're responsible for their defense, and they're responsible defensively for the offense and vice versa. And, and you know, and the other thing they might think about is, the you know, I've always said that they, you play for the people that love you, they'll never let you down. Fans can say all that garbage they want to say, you know, and um, that's fine. You know, I just, but the thing is, is you, you know, you represent your family. You represent your little brother and sister or cousin or whatever. But all those people, are people talking to them about you. So how are you going to act and how are you going to play? Mm
2: -hmm. Charlie McBride's with us on Monday with Charlie. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, when we talk about this football team, they've had a week to, to reset. They've had a week to get better. And Mickey and, and Bush and the rest of the staff have had a week to, to try and pump them up. Not falsely, but this, this team needs confidence. They need something good to happen. What's the task like for guys that are down there right now to get this team believing in themselves?
6: Well, I think just a matter, of, like I said, a matter of cutting things down. So when they're doing teamwork and everything, things are running smooth. They're there and they're having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, this this game has got to be. You know, if you're not if you're not having some fun doing it, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, you're always worried about something, you're doing something, and that's what you want to take take out of the players and and put some good thoughts in their minds and. And the thing is, is how hard do you try? Mm. I mean, you know, you know, my feeling is, is, I, and I don't like to say it because we haven't won a lot of games, but if we had it had, had it been winning, I'd say, well, we don't have to win this game. But what we have to do is play as hard as we can mm. play. And on every play, we have to focus. We have to play as hard as we can play. And the score will take care of itself. Mm. You don't have to worry about that other stuff. Just play your play as hard as you can, and that's what's going to happen. And but you... you know, you have one guy does not have control of the whole game, but he is responsible for doing the right things because they will support the other guys.
2: Well said, Charlie McBride's with us. Hale Varsity Radio, Coach. We will check in with you next Monday. It's Homecoming. It's Indiana. And uh, should be a pretty good ball game on uh, on Saturday night.
6: Well, I think Indiana's kind of a little bit in the same place, so it'll be an interesting game.
2: Yeah, it could be a lot of points. I know you might cringe at that.
6: <laughs> well, we'll say a few prayers for, for the hushers think, this week. <laughs> uh, but you know, I just think that they got the right the right people there, and we, you know, we just it just has to get a little more repetition and. Keep going and keep going, and things will get better.
2: All right. Appreciate you on that. Get dried off and uh, get your game face on for Saturday.
6: I'll do that. (laughs) 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 My wife will hide.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There he is, Charlie McBride. Coach, you take care. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye now. There he is, Mr. Blackshirt with us, Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie on Hail Varsity. We'll post that up and uh, on our on demand section, com, And uh, get the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Well, we're also streamed live on Hail Varsity Radio's Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio and ESPN Lincoln. More of your emails and calls, open phones here till. Six can join us at four six six three seven seven six. Have our city radios presented by Currency. GBR for ten dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR.
1: Chime in four oh two four six six ESPN or email the show Chris at HailVarsity.com.
2: Just try me, try me back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back with you on a Monday, it's Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. Numbers to get in 466 3776 825 5865 Numbers to dial up. Open phones here till 6. Adrian Martinez, a topic of discussion. Brennan chimes in. If you look at the stats on Adrian's completion percentage, it's identical to what he was last year at Nebraska. His average yards per pass went from 9.4 last year to 5.4 at K-State. His rushing is near similar to his Nebraska stats. But here's the difference. He's only been sacked four times through four weeks at Kansas State. He was sacked 27 times at Nebraska last year, over twice as much. Bottom line, a healthy Adrian's a good Adrian, and a good O-line wins Ball games. Jim emailed in with this little nugget about climbing and Kansas State's offensive line. It says, FYI, the O-line coach at K-State is named Connor Riley. He's a Creighton prep grad, played and coached at UNO. His lines have always been very good. Ding, ding, ding. I think we have a winner. And this is your question. Because it it goes to a bigger question, and we can go all sorts of directions with this with the Big Ten. But what team or player changed your mind this weekend? And I've got a slew of teams that have me intrigued. Coach Barnett talked about how good Minnesota is, and they went into Sparty, and I think Michigan State's a, a shell of what they were a year ago, clearly. But Minnesota is one of those teams that, that builds, and they build on the line of scrimmage, and they look ready to to go get in a, a bar fight with about anybody. They look like your favorite. Illinois-Wisconsin will be pretty juicy this weekend because that's maybe a race for second. Wisconsin's pretty much reeling right now. I mean, they got dismantled by Ohio State, which is going to happen. But Wisconsin's got a ceiling right now and that's not to judge them but it just feels like okay even with a russell wilson type quarterback they they still topped out at at 10 wins with him that's over a decade ago a few years ago they won a bcs ball game and went 12 and 1 finished fifth in the country had a little bit more navigatable schedule that year and then they followed all the preseason hype with an eight and five. They've always been just okay at quarterback, right? Where you look at Adrian and Nebraska, they were asked to be great difference-making versus complementary to sometimes difference-making at quarterback. Okay. I mean, that's been your issue. But when it comes to player or teams that changed my mind, you are Sniffing out Oklahoma early. My knee jerk was, damn, they're really good. But as history shows, Northwestern, 1-3, their easy win on the schedule, Nebraska. Georgia Southern took the L after they beat Nebraska. And you look at Oklahoma, who looked unbeatable, fast and furious and physical, in Lincoln, in a primetime game. Well, again, it says more about Nebraska. It's a question I had a week ago, right? Was it them or, or us? <laughs> and I don't say us like I'm uh, putting a mouthpiece in, but the, this, you know, the Nebraska football team. And, and it is clearly a Nebraska problem right now. And I think when you look at Adrian, I think a lot of it was a Nebraska problem versus an Adrian problem. And Brennan highlights that on the offensive line. But as you watched Saturday night, and I think the curiosity factor was was mighty. What's going to happen? I was having a beer. Watches like if I had to bet, does he make a mistake or does he pull this out? It's like, you know what? Football gods have just been lined up against him. History and trends say there's going to be a mishap. Either he gets blindsided or he'll fumble or there'll be a pick or something will go wrong. I would have bet the other way. I would have bet that something was going to go wrong versus him dominating, taking over the game. And on third and 16, that 55 yard that's his signature moment in college. It's like his first play of, the, of his career at Colorado. He busts contain and goes 55 yards and somersaults in. And you step back and go, first impression is, damn, that kid's going to be great. And he had really wow moments. He's had a boatload of highlights. But for him to go do what he did Saturday night was impressive. Was it hard to watch for you as a Nebraska fan, or was it great to watch for you as a Nebraska fan? And I thought it was great to watch. I thought it was great to watch. It wasn't hard for me to watch. And I know there's a lot of Nebraskans out there that are just like, man, what could have been? Because you're still in the midst of this chaos that is the football season and it's it's even murkier now uh, because of the uncertainty and the transition
0: and I think it was enjoyable for me to watch because my favorite moments from Adrian at Nebraska were all those times when he had confidence whenever he uh, trucked a defender into the end zone and and does that little Conor McGregor walk over top of him (laughs) like the confident Adrian Martinez was when he was fun to watch in Nebraska whenever uh, I, watching these Husker games, thought Nebraska was in it to win these football games. And Adrian had confidence. And I saw a full four quarters of confident Adrian Martinez on Saturday. And I think that's what made it so fun to watch. And that was the big difference. I mean, you had Brendan go drive, dive into the stats uh, and say, well, his performance wasn't all that different. But I would disagree with that and say, from an eye test perspective, it was completely different. Just a, a guy who looked like he, he never was worried about making a mistake. And that's what the difference was. Was that Nebraska? Um, I watching these games was worried about him making a mistake, and it almost looked like, from a body language point of view, watching him, he was worried about making a mistake late in the game. He never looked like he had that swagger when it came down to that two-minute drive. It's to tru- it's trust, trust. It's trust in himself, and it's trust in others. And uh, the, the the Kansas State offensive line, I do believe, much better than Nebraska's, and I'd go as far as to say um, that. Nebraska is making a bowl game last year, making a bowl game this year. I mean, Nebraska looks really bad this season, but if they have a competent offensive line, if you go transplant Iowa's offensive and defensive lines onto the field for Nebraska. Give me Kansas, Kansas States. Kansas States. Kansas's. Teams that, that shouldn't have dominant offensive lines, teams that should not have better offensive lines in Nebraska, based on uh, the, the. I hate going to recruiting rankings, but based on just the, the type of guys you have, body type. Um, type of guys that that should be getting NFL looks if they're developed properly, just based on the natural gifts that they have in terms of their size, in terms of their weight, in terms of how they they were able to move coming into Nebraska, but it has never translated. We're we're getting back to management.
2: mm -hmm. We're getting back to management and we're getting back to development. Mm -hmm. And just all that went wrong with hires and all that went wrong with
0: just the the scope of the job. And to put it simply, I don't think that Kansas State, from a talent perspective, their 22 guys they put on the field is all that much better than what Nebraska puts on they the field. They had
2: Cade Warner on the field, and he was making grabs and getting open against OU's first-team secondary. Mm-hmm. So why is Cade Warner—why was he—I mean, not, not that he starred here— he didn't, but he was a go-to from a comfort level standpoint. His first year, and in, in Adrian's first year, and then it was milk carton time, and, and then he winds up at Kansas State making, making some plays to get open. You're not going to burn you after the catch, but it's like, oh, there's always a better option, a faster, a better athlete. Well, he was getting the job done against Oklahoma. I mean, it, see it, you looked at Wandale. Once he moved on, wow, Savion Morrison. My brother texts me, uh, "Is that the kid from Oklahoma that was at Nebraska?" Yeah, he's killing it down in Kansas now. He's not a starter, but he's helping out the offense. I mean, it just seems like everyone who gets out of here goes and and has thrived somewhere else. And that's why I don't think- not not a, a large number, but some
0: recency there's, there's a lot of doom and gloom but i don't think that the job of getting this nebraska team to a, a point where it's respectable where it's competing for the big 10 west i don't think it's that big a, a an ask it's no, not, it's, no. not gonna, it's not gonna be easy don't get me wrong but when the same talent as you said is going other places and producing it, the, the problem is not getting the talent to nebraska and that's what the, the national talking heads are going to tell you well you can't recruit to nebraska well the same talent that's coming to nebraska is going and killing other places it comes down to some select to make, examples, it, yeah. but it comes down to making the most of that talent. And I just don't think that for the past four years, Nebraska has been getting the most out of the talent. They need to find a coach that's going to get the most out of that talent. And If you can do that, it's not that long, painful rebuild that, that some Husker fans are, are bracing themselves for. It comes down to getting yourself to a point where you are passable on the lines of scrimmage. And if you can do that, you should at least be making a bowl game. And then you, you start filling in other talent around a passable to good offensive line. Now you're competing for the Big Ten West. Well, you, you, you want to talk about a
2: redemption tour. That's the, the theme moving forward. Do, does K-State keep on rolling with uh, Texas Tech coming to town? What does KU do with Iowa State knocking on the door in Lawrence after they got beat by Baylor? Baylor and Okie State rock and roll this weekend. So... Uh, the other things back to the uh, what what changed your mind this weekend in the world of college football? I'm subtly in on the Big Twelve and the Pac-12. I've seen enough, even though Oregon survived barely. I've seen enough from Washington Washington State to know they're a damn good football team, and that is a bit shocking. I know Oregon State didn't get it done, but wow. They they gave USC everything they wanted in a Big Ten tribute seventeen fourteen uh, ball game. So I think your your leagues right now that are standing out are the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve, despite their instability right now. They're, they're 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 good leagues this season. I think if you're real honest with yourself, uh, the Big Ten is 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 bad. Uh, Purdue barely winning. Illinois could be, and that's not a shot at the Illinois, but we didn't think Illinois was going to be uh, a West contender. Uh, maybe ever, but this soon. Minnesota is the, the, the clear cream of the West. Iowa is getting better. Uh, but how about Maryland? I mean, Maryland lost that ball game because of the opening turnover. I know Michigan did what they wanted running the football, but the quarterback play was, was serviceable. But Maryland, man, they are fast and they are talented on offense. They may not be going away. Maybe they spent it all this Saturday. I don't know. The other thing too is Iowa City's hosting Michigan.
0: Iowa is five and one against top top teners. Their last several outings. Maryland, I'll go the other way. They changed my opinion on Michigan. I'm not sure I'm sold okay. on what Michigan has this season. Okay,
2: so it was more about Michigan. All right. That's Personally, fair. I
0: just think there's only one team worth the damn in the Big Ten. It's Ohio State.
2: Yeah, and that's uh, rinse and repeat. Let's hit some NFL next. Uh, phone lines open.
1: And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Good to spend time with you. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. 466 377 825 5865 Last thought here on what team or player changed your mind this weekend. We've touched on Oklahoma. We've touched on the Big Ten. We've hit on Adrian Plenty and, uh, and Nebraska. Were you, I'm going to say offended, but... You look at Brock Eward's comments in that moment on that stage of the game, and it was. And I think Brock covering Nebraska as much as he has, he's been to our studios, he's been to Lincoln a hundred times between Fox and FS1 and the ESPN. He covered a lot of Central Florida. He's done Big Ten work, right? He wasn't over in, in Ireland, but. He's had the last two week zeros for Nebraska. So he's been, from a national standpoint, him and Pizzo are the two guys that have been around this program, you could argue, quite a bit. Um, and for he, he said what was on the mind of so many Nebraska fans was, huh, I wonder what two former coaches, the, 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 head, the head coach and the position coach are thinking right now uh, in his moment of, Wow in his moment of, of triumph and redemption. Uh, and and a lot of Nebraska fans just right now going, man. I,
0: I think it's, it's probably got to be a, a same feeling that a lot of Husker fans are having. That well, you know, he, it's, he, spoke,
2: it's be, he spoke to the emotion of the moment for it, a state, you know, uh,
0: right up Tornado Alley, I'm, two states away. I'm sure Frost and Verdusco also have a weird mix of, of pride and disappointment. There's this weird mix of you're happy for a guy that, that put his all or put it all on the line for the Huskers week in, week out, played with a broken jaw, represented the state really freaking well. And that, that's my main memory from Adrian is even when things going weren't going his way, he represented Stand the up. state great.
2: Stand-up guy.
0: Stand-up guy. Good ball player. And there's got to be pride in that, of seeing that guy that I'm sure Frost and Verdisco were both close with, seeing that guy go out and succeed and, and go win a game on the road against a top-10 team. There's got to be pride in that, but there's also got to be that, that little bit of disappointment knowing well, he could never do it for us. And I, I say that from the shoes of, of Frost and Verduzco, saying he, he could never do that for us. And there's got to be disappointment in that from those two as well. But I think that the. the
2: <laughs> or, or, or the other side of the coin is Adrian going, man, look at this. Got a line, got a run game, got a defense, sort of. And I can just go let it rip, even after too late, right? Even after uh, getting called out and challenged. Well, we talk. What, what's Mickey been like harping on here? Accountability. Well, Kleiman pretty much held Adrian accountable. That was garbage against Tulane, dude. It's a team loss, sure, but you got to be better than five point four an attempt or whatever it was. There was some accountability down in Manhattan after the uh, the Green Wave came in and ruined your unbeaten season. <laughs> And you respond the right way in uh, in Norman. So, are you physically ill from watching Denver last night, or are you uh, hanging in? You got to tell me what's going on with Hackett because so far they may be two and one. They 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 are not letting Russ cook. I thought Miami. They don't let Russ cook. No, that's, man. that's my take after they, three games. They, hand
0: the ball to Javante Williams. Let him run. Stop letting Russ cook. Ah, it's terrible. Just let him go, be him.
2: And I wonder if it's if it's Russ trying to be different. Russ's take on things, or if it's if it's it, because they've they've looked bad, but they're still two and one horrible loss and and the boys in the desert set the world up it was weird anyway to see the the line what it was with kansas city and indy all my betting buddies are like dude stay away from that one chiefs were favored by five and a half and indy won outright jacksonville's murdering people which wow vegas is over in miami despite two a getting, quote, dinged on a sneak where he couldn't walk or find a huddle, uh, that Miami defense, despite a butt punt, found a way to win and and went outright over Buffalo because Buffalo looked invincible. What a difference a week makes in the wild, wild NFL.
0: Yeah, let's start with the Broncos first. Um, No bias here from me, obviously. Uh, I think the problem with the Broncos right now is they're trying to run the offense that Russ had in mind of what would be a good offense for him and not the offense that was proven through years and years in Seattle of being the correct offense for him, which is lean on your run game. You have a guy in Javante Williams. He's not Marshawn Lynch, but he actually kind of runs the ball like Marshawn Lynch, where, I mean... Safeties and corners got, or, or don't want to go a great and try to tackle defense this guy.
2: or great might be a stretch but you got a fun defense a capable defense in Denver.
0: It's a, it's a it's a a defense that wreaks havoc. Mm-hmm. Not the best defense in the NFL but they'll make plays for you. If you get yourself in third and more than 5, you're done. You're going to be in trouble with the the, the Bradley Chubb and, and Randy Gregory combo with a, a pretty strong secondary as well. You're going to be in trouble. The, the formula to beat the Broncos is established to run early and often. We haven't seen a team that can do that just yet uh, this season. Uh, I think Seattle was—I don't want to call it a fluke—but that was uh, a little bit tough going and playing that crowd uh, week one, knowing Russ was coming back to Seattle. That's that's tough. I, I can write that one off. Uh, Hackett is still learning how to be a head coach. Uh, Why hire that? Because I I liked an article from The Ringer earlier this week or earlier last week, I should say, where they said that that was their bait to try to lure Aaron Rodgers to Denver, and it didn't work. And now you're stuck with you're stuck with a hire. Well, you're you're stuck with two guys that that don't quite. They're not gelling. No. And, and I don't think that's the problem. I do think the problem is, is that Hackett is, is – it's almost a frost problem where he's focusing too much on the offense, not enough on being a head coach, but uh, kind of swallowed his pride and hired a coach that could help him out through, the, through his deficiencies. so we'll see how that goes. I'm not, I'm not discouraged by the Broncos. Uh, you see this a lot, quarterbacks. Uh, you got to gel with your offense. It takes a little bit of time. I'm not, definitely not encouraged, though. Uh, we'll see. The AFC West is still looking pretty up for grabs. Elsewhere in the NFL – Love the Jaguars. I, I I think I called it earlier uh, in the off season. I said I know there's some some bad rosters. People want to um, kick the the Texans and the Jaguars, but while they're down, by I said I thought the Bears might be the worst team in football. Um, Commanders had a terrible performance this weekend too. Let's not forget that. You want to
2: talk about? Let's take out our hate for Wentz, former team. I mean, he was sacked. What six times, seven times, four times in the first half? Philly's looking
0: great with Jalen. I mean, the, the top two teams in the NFL right now probably look like Philly. And I know Buffalo lost, but I'll still probably put Buffalo in the top two. That probably, if you were doing power rankings, it's probably Philly and Buffalo with Miami right there as well.
2: Yeah, i I think uh, I think Miami might come back to earth, but they deserve the moment. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty, that's exactly what I think. Pretty, pretty fantastic. Uh, Lamar Jackson continues to be insane. Uh, Dan tweets in when it comes to the Oklahoma-K-State game that finished about ten thirty. 30 uh, He is telling us, Schmidt, Elijah, of course, you're assuming Frost was still awake at the end of the game. It's a low blow. <laughs> a little bit off the top rope. Steve says, uh, if you have to admit it, uh, Adrian looks really, really fast. He does look... Uh, freshman year gear, so to speak. So I think it's that confidence, as I was talking about a little mm-hmm. earlier. I think no, it's that confidence. Absolutely. Nebraska needs uh, a triple shot of that for Saturday night. Uh, they're all big. This is very big. For Nebraska fans, for engagement, for Mickey, Mickey will talk tomorrow. We'll get a Tuesday set up as we wind down Monday, Hail Varsity Radio, and we are presented by Currency. Miss us?
3: Come here, brother! Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real
1: thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at hailsarsity. the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio.
2: Back with you one final time on a Monday. Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Big thanks to Jay Moore and Charlie McBride. Podcast will be up. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play video portion on the Hail Varsity YouTube page. Subscribe to that and uh, always get in touch with us. You can email Chris at hailvarsity.com or find and follow us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio at herbalescence. And at h varsity radio reminder to get buckled up, hands on the wheel, eyes and mind, straight ahead, the driver has one job to drive this message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. A lot of thoughts on Adrian Martinez today, his coming out party his redemption tour, as it's been titled by some of the national media, uh, good for him, wow ball game for Adrian. And uh, it might have been tough for some of you to watch, but I think it was a lot of fun for many of us to watch him perform and do well. Kevin emails in chris at halevarsity.com. Adrian had a head coach that was hired and promoted to a level uh, of his incompetence. We hoped he could run a big program, but he couldn't do it. In my company, we call him a coaster. Not the best talent around AD, but no one coached or developed him either. Trev knew exactly what he was doing when he restructured Frost. Better days ahead. Texas also lost. Ha. That's from Kevin down in the heart of Texas.
0: Can I ask, I'll pose this question to you here, uh, just to, to kind of bring together everything we've been talking about over the past 20 minutes. What was more painful for you this weekend, watching Adrian Martinez do that to Oklahoma or, or just attempting to watch Sunday night football?
2: Oh, Sunday night football was much more difficult to watch. <laughs> no, I, there was no, there was no pain. There was like some intrigue and excitement for me with Saturday night watching OU and K State. I mean, shoot out. It was a fun ball game anyway, whichever way it went. But for him to to make the plays in crunch time, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome for a guy who's been to a, a a grinder and he's tried to do it the right way and he's played hurt and he's tried to do too much at times and he's tried to be a one man band so to see him get over that hump good for him
0: i can't believe you you didn't like uh Enjoy the punting display from Sunday Night Football, though.
2: I got a kick out of the fact that Tarico and Collinsworth both wanted to jump in front of a
0: train. Well, the, it was it was an exciting. It was. I'm not going to lie. I'm no. not going to lie. It was not. No, a no, I liked game.
2: watching Randy Gregory go throw tight ends and tackles. To the. I like Randy. I love watching
0: him ball. Well, you had you had Garoppolo pull a Dan Orlovsky too. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Were, were you even still watching the game without? No,
2: I, I watched all. I watched all all of it. No, I
0: saw him. Get out of the end zone. You want to do a quick uh, steak and a beer for Monday Night Football tonight? Yes. What's the line? Well, we got Cowboys and Giants. Is this one in Dallas or is this one in New York? You're the one
2: who's wanting to bet. You should know these things. What? You're... I know Uncle Andy's got
0: his uh, okay. His Jason Witten jersey on right now. It's, it's pretty much a pick em. It's in New York. The Giants are a one-point favorite. I'll, I'll let you go where you want.
2: Mm, what's the over-under?
0: 38 and a half. I think
2: you got to go over okay, and give me the Giants to go 3-0. and Okay.
0: I'll, I'll take I'll take the Cowboys to win outright, 23-21. So over and the Cowboys, you got over and the Giants. So I guess we'll just go, I'll take the Cowboys, you take the Giants.
2: You got a backup quarterback versus Daniel Jones. Really not much of a choice. <laughs> Coach Kaz tomorrow, Mitch Sherman tomorrow, Mickey Joseph comments tomorrow. See
0: you. A at Media Production.